Welcome back to the Peric Project. Have you ever had to make a significant purchase? Think back to a time like that. Recently, we put in a new kitchen. And before I did that, I put so much thought and effort into which company to go with and how to configure it, etc., etc. Why on earth did I do that? Now, you're probably thinking, well, duh, it's a big deal and you want to get it right. Now, this imagery is the imagery that the Mishnah is bringing us into, our, into us when it tells us, Make his will, make God's will as if it were your own will. Just like with ourselves, we don't want to settle for anything than the best. So too, when it comes to our spirituality and to our relationship with God, we shouldn't want to settle for anything other than the, than the best. And what, what the, the Mishnah tells us will happen as a result of it is that God will treat your will as if it were his will. God mirrors our behavior. If we do things full-heartedly, then so to speak, God will want to shower us with, with blessings. In fact, that's one of the reasons why we're told we should work on forgiving other people. Because when we forgive other people, then God forgives us. But think for a moment what a person who has this sort of attitude, what sort of life they live. In fact, I saw it written and I'm going to read it out to you. It says that someone who has this attitude that they're able to put God's will and accept God's will and go with it. They, 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 they write, I never awoke in the morning wanting to find myself in different circumstances. Can you imagine that? The serenity that it brings that you're able to wake up in the morning and accept God's will? Wow. Now, I don't think it's, it's a realistic expectation for most of us to wake up that way every single morning. But the more we can try a little bit here and a little bit there to accept God's will, the more serenity it will give us and the more God will shower us with blessings. And it continues and it says, just like we do that for the positive commandments, we should nullify our own will in the face of God's will. When it comes to the, the, the sins, the transgressions we, when, which we're tempted to do, we should nullify our temptations in order to fulfill what God wants from us so that God will nullify the will of others in the face of our will, that he will give us what, he, what we need and, and, not, and not let other people come to harm us. So all that sounds amazing, but how do we actually do that and how do we actually incorporate it just a little bit more in our lives? So the next Mishnah is going to give us a few steps to doing it. It tells us, number one, don't separate from the community. This is not just physically, but emotionally. We have to participate in the community. For example, if the community is in danger or in hardship, we can't just abandon ship, but we must try to help and to save them. And, and we, we're reminded of the Purim story where Mordechai tells Esther, he says, go and save the Jewish people, right? Because Esther was safe, so to speak. It, he, she was living in the king's palace and she didn't have to extend herself for the community. But Mordechai tells her, extend yourself emotionally, put yourself emotionally together with, with the community. And he tells her an important reason why, he, why she has to do that. He says to her, because God has many messengers, right? God can save the community in, through many people. 
right? But you have to be a part of it. And I think we all do this a little bit when we pray. The prayers, if you've ever looked into it, the prayers are all in plural. And the reason for this is, is again, because we're part of the community. We don't just think about ourselves and care about ourselves, but we put ourselves emotionally with the community and we we pray for them as well as praying for ourselves. But when it comes to ourselves, Hillel tells us, do not believe in yourself until the day you die. Whoa, what does he mean there? So there's so much we can talk about it. I just want to share one amazing, powerful thought. And that is that one of the things he's telling us is that don't feel complacent because there's no such thing as an early retirement when it comes to spirituality. You're done well, amazing, but you never know what the next big thing you can accomplish is. So there's no such thing as an early retirement, right? And he's also telling us that don't judge your 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 fellow person until you reach his place. Why? Because so often we, we look at someone else and we think, ha, I could have done that so much better or if I you know if I was in that situation I, I would have reacted so much better in fact um, I think one of the places we see this so often is in parenting right we, um, one of the best things that I, I've, I've read about parenting is that it says that don't I was a perfect parent then I had kids right it's so easy when you see other parents to say oh wow I could do xyz but you know what the mission is telling us is that you don't know how you would react under that situation. If you had that stress and if you had that personality and if you had that child, how would you react? Because we don't really know our personality and until we're stressed. So he's telling us, number one, don't feel complacent because you don't know how you're going to get stressed and tests and tested. And you also don't know what the next big thing you can do. And he's also telling us, don't judge someone else because you don't know how you would react if you were put in that same situation. And lastly, but definitely not least, he says, do not say when I am free, I will study for perhaps you will not become free. And I think now we can totally relate to that. Let me share with you a story. Back in December, I was talking to a good friend and she was thinking about perhaps going on a very inspirational trip to Israel. But it was it was hard and it wasn't quite right. And she said, maybe I should wait till next year when I have more time to plan and things will be better. And she almost waited, but she decided I'm going to take the plunge. And she went and she had the most incredible trip and had seen so many positives from it. And I think to myself, wow, imagine if she would have said, let me wait till next year when things line up. And then coronavirus happens. And who knows when the next opportunity for that to do it is. And that's what the mission is saying. Don't wait until, don't say, let me wait until everything lines up and then I'll do it. Because number one, maybe you're supposed to do it now when things aren't lined up, when things are hard. You're supposed to push out of your comfort zone and then you'll see it. Like my friend did back in December. But not just that. Even if you do it later, a year later, two years later, you can never get back the time that you lost. Like God told Moses, he said, the ground that you're standing on is holy. The moment that we are in right now is holy, is sacred. It's filled with opportunity. And the Mishnah is begging us, don't waste it. Use it. You 
have potential and your moment is filled with opportunity, what are you going to take with that moment and what are you going to do with it?